Welcome to the Freedom Fridays project with me, your host, Pete Clark, the Whispers Guy. This is episode nine, and in this podcast, I talk about the challenges of making some big changes in your life. And I'm using Friday as a metaphor for moving from having to do certain things to choosing to do certain things. This week, it's been a a messy and murky week, and I'll explain later. The the first thing I've reflected on is episode 9, and I started this a little bit on a whim, not really knowing, and still not knowing what I'm doing, um, nudged by uh, a dear colleague and friend who said, just get on this anchor.fm and just talk, (laughs) which is what I did, literally. And and here we are on episode 9. If you were listening last week, you'll know that I have an intent and commitment to continue. And so here we are on the continuation. But over the last week, it's been, as I said, a messy and murky week. One thing that helped me get through it was a connection from one of you who may well be listening, certainly listened to the last one. And he sent me a little text to, to, to comment on some of the things I'd been saying and resonated with uh, my reflection that my self-worth is often linked to paid client work and he sent me this lovely text back and I'm going to quote and he said the the, the social proof uh, that a paid client engagement gives us reinforces the fantasy that we tell ourselves that professional efficacy our own professional efficacy might just have validity and, and I loved that it was like somebody had reached out grabbed my my head heart and gut in the same place and gone yep I've got exactly the same so that was a lovely thing to do so one of the, the good things about this random on a whim podcast for me is that occasionally I'll get somebody that I perhaps wasn't expecting and maybe knew of but perhaps wasn't expecting to reach out and connect in ways that I was uh, not expecting so if you're listening you know who you are um, thank you so much that made such a difference to me so the murky and messy week the, the reason it's been murky and messy is I'm familiar with uh, and you may be familiar with Rosabeth Moss Cantor. She's a pretty significant voice in the world of change management. And she wrote a, an article about 10 years ago in, in Harvard Business Review, and it was change is hardest in the middle. And f- what that's meant for me, and I think it relates to most changes we try and make, is we, we get inspired, we, we get motivated, we go through some sort of process, even if it's simp- as simple as a date, you know, Hogmanay or December the 31st, we make New Year's resolutions. Um, or we get the budget to complete a task or we get inspired to dream differently about, you know, moving house, moving countries, moving jobs, doing this, that or the other. There's quite a journey to go from the start to the end. And often once that transient feeling of motivation and inspiration goes, you get stuck in the middle the middle of the journey where it's murky and messy and and hard and it's challenging and you've kind of gone too far from the start to maybe give up and you're so far from the end it's like you're you know the light's gone off there's there's nothing really feeling like you're making much progress that inspiration and motivation and all those kind of neurochemicals of of good seem to have disappeared (laughs) elsewhere and so the the middle the middle part of the journey kicks in and that's what last week felt like for me it felt like 
I'd gone so far from where I started, you know, eight episodes in, nine episodes in, but boy, when I read some of the other podcasts that I subscribe to, you know, three figures, four figure numbers, I'm I'm so far. And whilst I've come far, I'm still so far. So it felt like I was in this kind of middle funk and it always feels a little bit challenging. Whether that's an organisational change or a personal change, you've left the station and the next station is miles down the road and you're kind of in this long, not necessarily winding, but this long straight road and it feels really hard. Um, I found that harder than I really expected. Now, if you came to my house, you'd see you know dozens of books on inspiration and motivation and whilst I know all this stuff and all the content, actually fully living it. And for me, living this at least in some way publicly so you can observe and comment on my progression or not feels a lot harder than I ever ever imagined. Maybe there's some uh, you know, blind faith in that. Maybe it's better not to know how hard it's going to be. Um, but certainly in the middle of it, it, it feels really hard. And as, as someone once said to me, you know, years ago, oh, change is easy, <laughs> said no one. And, and so it's been quite challenging for me to keep the faith, to reinforce some of the good feelings, some of the, the reasons that I started it in the first place. And, and that's possibly what's got me through a relatively challenging week. The the inspiration to keep going, my commitment to doing what I said I would do, which is a big value for me. Um, hence, I'm sometimes reluctant to commit to things because I know when I do, it's that's it, <laughs> almost forever. Um, it got me reflecting on even just the simplicity of you know the episodes that I've done so far, and that was a big big sign of progress and it reinforced why I was doing it, who I might be doing it for and the the value that they were getting unbeknownst to either of us perhaps. And so what I've recognised in and then seeking examples and evidence of this that is that those individuals, teams, organisations, families, communities that can endure, can keep going you know, someone once said to me years ago that if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> and so if we can find a way just to keep moving, even just pausing for the odd breath or glass of water, metaphorically, can you just keep going? And so that's what I've done. Uh, I've kept going. And so here we are on episode nine. So that was the main definition and, and reflection on this week. It's been messy and murky and challenging and dark and all of those things. Which, which got me reflecting on, on something else, which is, uh, as a family, we were due to go uh, on holiday, uh, which I know if you're listening in the Northern Hemisphere is a, is a novelty. <laughs> but being in Australia, things have calmed down a little bit from a COVID perspective. And so we were due to go on holiday, but there was the, a singular case of uh, COVID. And so we had to make the decision about whether to go or not. And ultimately it would have been okay, but we chose not to because of the potential of, of me and my son actually having to isolate when we got back. Now, the, the reason I'm telling you this is because we all felt a bit gutted. We had been looking forward to it and we know that looking forward to creates 
the I guess the neurochemicals of optimism, which are good feeling, and then to have that event and occasion taken from us, our choice, but taken from us, we're a bit gutted, and yet here we are in a very much a first world situation, you know, lucky enough to be even going on, affording a, the opportunity to make the choice to go on a holiday. I know many people uh, have got none of those choices. Uh, and what it got me thinking about was um, the temptation to invalidate our own feelings, the temptation to, you know, cover over, poo-poo the feelings and, you know, let's just be positive, like kind of that toxic positivity. And so we were very, I was certainly very clear with my wife that we, whilst we're gutted and disappointed and whilst it's not a big thing in perspective and it's a a first world problem, it shouldn't invalidate us feeling a little bit yucky, a little bit bleh for for a day or so. And so that actually helped me with the, the mucky, messy week that I've had in that part of me, the I guess the optimist, the, the person who's been doing all of this material on motivation and inspiration for 20 odd years would say, Pete, here's the strategy, here's the three steps to this, the seven, seven practical guide to doing this differently. That shouldn't invalidate the feeling that I have. And, and whilst I'm not going to dwell there, I'm not going to live in this state of gutted or disappointment invalidating it actually probably sinks it beneath the surface which then it's hard then to calibrate and hard then to uh, do something with so i wonder if that's something for you to ponder on yourselves as you go through some big challenges and changes are you conscious of the middle and how difficult the middle can be and then despite the the feelings, not to necessarily invalidate those feelings with toxic positivity and just being positive for being positive's sake. And the, the third thing I'll share with you, and that also got me thinking and looking into something called desirability bias. So our desire to look good, whether it's in response online, whether it's in a group situation, when asked a challenging or you know simple question, our desire to look good socially in front of others perhaps um, denies us really being willing to express what's going on. Uh, and if I reflect on the journey I've gone on over the last nine episodes, there's there's certain groups, situations, individuals that I feel more and more comfortable with in sharing my true feelings about this, that or the other, the good ones and the not so good ones. And yet there is definitely a desirability bias on my behalf of in other company, I just wouldn't say a thing. I would remain stoic or at least present as stoic. I'd remain optimistic and the the kind of person that I presume, <laughs> this fantasy that I tell myself, that they want me to be. And so I uphold that image in my mind that I think they want of me. And and whilst I think that's okay some of the time, maybe not all of the time. So I'm really grateful that I've got a number of outlets where I can fully express, if I can even articulate it, um, what's going on in my head, what's going on in my heart, which just lays it out in front of me, puts it on the table, that puts it in the passenger seat, not the driver's seat, which I found is a really good um, if not metaphor, strategy to help me deal with some of the, the complex things that show up in, in the work that I do. 
So that's it for this week, a messy, murky week, uh, talking about uh, Cantor's mucky failure, messy bit in the middle of change, um, being able to express what's going on without invalidating your feelings and this concept of desirability balance. Thanks for listening. Again, if you've got any feedback, it's my fuel. It helps me get better. Please, please let me know. Otherwise, I'll look forward to sharing with you on episode 10. Cheers.